Now, back to your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. I am Marco Flalo in Montreal. If you want to follow along with us, no problem. It is at your tech report on all our social media. And Mitchell, this next interview and this next guest is uh, this is a fun one for me because I find that not only do we enjoy talking to companies that we truly, genuinely a use their products and enjoy what they do, but I'm also I'm shopping for uh, something that this company makes, and I actually made a purchase yesterday, so no bias here. Um, no bias there. <laughs> no, no bias here. Um, but but go ahead. I know you're, you're you're eager to get a word in edgewise. No, 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 no. What I was going to say is, uh, no, I, I know exactly what you're saying. I feel the exact same way. I get excited about it as well. And the fact is, one of the things we love talking about, Mark, on the air and off the air as well, is a category of products and services that we, you know, we talk about on the show that in the past weren't considered uh, sexy or at the forefront of our minds or important. They sort of lived services and products that lived in the background, correct? And I think routers have fallen, fallen into that category, but have suddenly become very sexy. And let's face it, Mark, when it comes to our digital lives, our digital lives mean nothing without storage. And storage, am I crazy, has become not just a sexy product, but an essential, you know, during this pandemic, we're talking about essential things, and I'm not making light of it, but storage has become an essential product, no? Absolutely. And you know, Kyle Foster is a marketing specialist at a company called Synology. Kyle, welcome to your tech report. Thank you so much for being here. We know you're stuck at home like everybody else is. Uh, How are you today? Oh, doing well. It's Friday. It's about to be a long weekend here uh, in the States, oh, so yes. looking forward to <laughs> staying at home but with nothing to do. <laughs> Isn't every day a long weekend? Every day is a weekend these days, I feel. <laughs> Kyle, you know what? Exactly. I, I think... I I, th- I think Mitchell said it right, where, where storage is one of these things that we kind of take for granted in life. Um, but you guys definitely do not take storage for granted at Synology. So can you give our listeners who don't know anything about Synology uh, kind of a little brief synopsis of what you guys have been doing for, obviously, the, since being founded and, and what you guys do today? Yeah, for sure. Well, you guys kind of nailed it right in the intro. Uh, it's kind of a, a niche thing that you know most people wouldn't have thought about um, until recently. And, uh, yeah, we've been around since the year 2000, so been in business 20 years. We specialize in network-attached storage uh, devices, also known as NAS. Um, and we also uh, have a couple line of routers as well, basically all your networking storage and networking needs. Um, what kind of really sets us apart, what makes us a little bit special, is the software that gets included with these products. Um, so a NAS is basically kind of like your own little personal cloud. You can keep it in your home, uh, but as opposed to having something like a cloud storage service, it's all on your local network and never leaves your house. You're the only one that can see it. You're the only one that has control over it. Um, and it's really just a good way to, uh, you know, have a bulk, safe, secure storage system in your home as opposed to, you know, something in the cloud that may or may not be as secure as you'd like it to be or you aren't even sure of the security that it comes with. Um, so, yeah, like you guys said, it's becoming more important more than ever, um, especially as more people are connected on more devices. You know, you probably have a smartphone, tablet, laptop, maybe a desktop, too. If you want to get a specific Word document from your phone to, say, your laptop, you know, it might be a little bit tricky unless you have something like a NAS. Um, so as opposed to just emailing it or trying to use some other, like, Dropbox-type service, you just have it all stored in your central location in your house, and that's just all is connect to it you're always connected you always have the stuff you need um again completely under your control 
You know, you know, Kyle, you just uh, you just took every question I had and answered it. I could easily sit here quietly, but I'm not going to do that because the one thing you know from the average consumer and the, that that was a fantastic answer, by the way. But you know, one of the things you touched on was the average consumer sits there and goes, "Wait a minute, uh, this sounds very complicated." Number one, I I have my cloud services that should be a problem. You know, I have USB drives I could just unplug from one device and just plug it into the next one. I've been living like an animal like that for years. I can continue to do that. Why shouldn't I? But as you just brought up, security is is a huge issue now because I think a lot of people don't dive into the digital landscape because they are afraid of losing information, of sharing information they don't want shared. But security has to be the number one option. And of course, having software to go with it is, is equal like one and one A. So these are two things that you guys are extremely cautious about and, and, and do very well with, obviously, correct? Absolutely, yeah. Um, and so basically another thing to think about with security too that most people don't think about is you know, it used to be your bills, um, all your tax information, that was literally pieces of paper that you had a file cabinet for or maybe some sort of, you know, lockbox for. Um, when's the last time you've ever printed out an important tax document or filled out <laughs> something on an actual piece of paper? It, it's all digital, um, and you need a safe place to store that. And as I'm sure anybody who's owned a flash drive before knows, those get lost. Those get lost pretty easily. So unless you have a robust backup system in place, uh, chances are you could lose some of that important data forever or it could you know, fall into the hands of the wrong people, and then they have all that information. Um, so products like uh, NAS are going to become more important, especially as more and more of our lives move to digital, like the digital space, the digital landscape. Um, and so that's another thing that we specialize in, too, and something we preach about is the 321 backup system. So think about all the important documents you have. Think about your important photos, all your important family videos and stuff. You want to keep that stuff forever. So you need to follow something like a 321 backup system, and a NAS is a great platform to do that on because it kind of streamlines the process for you. Um, so the way the 321 backup system works is you take all those important documents, you have two copies stored locally. So for instance, you'd have the original photos on your phone, for example, and then those would be backed up to the NAS. And then you would have a third copy offsite, whether that be in the cloud, whether it be at a NAS at your friend's house. Um, you could even do something as simple as loading it up in a hard drive, taking it to work, and leaving the drawer there. Um, but what that does is it makes sure that no matter what happens, say your phone breaks, okay, cool, I still have those photos on my NAS, and I have it in my offsite backup. Or say, you know, worst case scenario, natural disaster, or house fire, something like that, you lose your NAS, you lose your phone, you still have all of that information somewhere else. Um, so if you do have important data like that, or if you do have things like family photos that you want to keep around for forever, um, it's, it's very important to back up whether you do it on an ass or you find some other way to do a three to one backup system. You know, Kyle, you know, the, the way I kind of explain it to people is um, when you look at a NAS, which stands for Network Attached Storage, um, it, it's kind of like having a Dropbox account, but obviously you're way you're you're in way more control. And not only that, but people people look at it and they say, okay, but you know, I'm going to go invest, let's say three thousand dollars, and I throw that price out because that's what I just paid for one of your NASs with five drives. Okay, and I bought an eight enclosure system so I can add up to three more drives if I want to which increases my storage and the reason it has that many drives is because the way in which it stores the files Mitchell is um, it uses a RAID array so that if one drive happens to fail, I can pop that drive out, replace it, and it'll rebuild and it, it rebuilds without losing it, yeah. the data. Okay, yeah. so I have that and I spend $3,000 on it. And someone's going to say, well, that's a lot of money. But if you look at trying to buy 30 terabytes worth of storage online, whether it's cheap storage with Amazon Glacier storage or 
any of these services. You're going to pay you're going to pay that over and over and over again year after year and you're not even in control of that data. So when you look at a company like Synology and and the enclosures are phenomenal, but you mentioned something off the top Kyle which was software really does make a big difference here and you can use these enclosures for way more than just storing your information. If if you want to have media access and be able to stream from this on your network, you can do that. The replication option with with friends, if, you, if another friend is, you know, a NAS, for example, you, Mitchell, in Los Angeles, we can yes. copy our data back and forth to each other over high-speed networks. So, so, Kyle, can you talk a little bit about the software experience that comes with the Synology devices that really is what sets it apart from everybody else? Absolutely, yeah. So we have a whole range of software available that we publish ourselves. Um, and then also in our uh, platform, uh, in our package center, which is basically like the app center or an app store for your NAS, um, we also allow some third-party party options as well. So there, there's tons of software available. The ones that we like to talk about, the ones we like to brag about the most, are, is our suite of active backup software. Um, so that includes backup applications for your PCs, for your virtual machines, other file servers, even things like uh, G Suite and Office 365. Um, we have an application for each one of those. All you got to do is download it, and it basically takes all the whole process of setting up backup tasks, scheduling retention policies, setting aside how much space you want to reserve for backups. You knock that out, you set it, and then it's pretty much good to go. I'd like to say set it and forget it, but you never want to set and forget <laughs> your backups because you want to verify that they're actually being done. Um, but it is pretty pretty much that simple. Um, and so all of those things are license-free. All of those things are subscription-free. So if you're a business and you, know, you have 10 employees each with their own laptop and you need to make sure that their email accounts are backed up, that the important documents on their desktop are backed up, that's something that's super easy to do, um, super simple, and because there are no subscription fees, there's no license fees, it kind of takes some of the guesswork out of it. Uh, like you were talking about earlier with cloud storage providers on the Internet, um, you have 32 terabytes, and then the next year you need to expand to 50 terabytes. Well, first of all, good luck trying to find a relatively affordable commercial plan for 32 <laughs> terabytes of cloud storage. But then to do that expansion, I mean, you could be looking at something as simple as an extra $100 a month, or you could be looking at something, you know, an extra $1,200 a month. It's kind of really up to the discretion of the cloud service providers. Um, and then something else, too, is you don't want to rely solely on cloud service providers as well, because if you look at the terms and conditions, many of them guarantee you the access to that platform, to that storage, but they don't guarantee what's on the contents inside. So um, recently there was a popular YouTuber, Markiplier, um, he oh, yes. had a live stream for whatever reason, the YouTube bots decided to flag a couple of the people who commented on live streams and then their, uh, Google drive account, their Gmail account was locked down. And I think for some people it was even erased. I think they eventually got their access back, but you know, accidents happen all the time. People aren't perfect. The cloud isn't some, you know, unfailable beast in the sky. It's, it's yeah. kind of just a large computer plugged in somewhere in Renton, Washington. Um, so you, you, you can't put trust completely into just one storage service or one storage space. You gotta you gotta have a backup plan. You gotta especially for mission critical data, very important. Um, but then apart from apart from the uh, the more business focused, the more data security software that's included in the NAS products that we make, we also have things like uh, surveillance station, which is a surveillance software. So if you're 
you know, looking for a home improvement project right now because you're spending a lot of time indoors, uh, you could set up your own self-contained surveillance system, um, which has, you know, a number of privacy and security advantages over some of the cloud-based uh, security and security camera surveillance systems that have become popular over the past couple of years. Um, and then there's also some more fun ones like our uh, video station software that allows you to set up your own media server. Um, I mentioned photo backups earlier. We have one called Moments where you just download the app on the phone, automatically backs up to your NAS. And then we allow for third-party applications like uh, Flex, which is a very popular media server application. Um, I use it myself. And then with uh, other apps like Docker, um, Docker allows you to do all kinds of things. It's really as long as you have the technical know-how and you have access to Docker, you can probably make whatever it is you're trying to do work. Yeah, it definitely. just might not be – you might not get tech support from our end on that. You know, Kyle, you know, people probably hear, you know, 30 terabytes and go, I'm never going to use 30 terabytes. But you know what? With, with with the advancements of phone technology and the 4K video that people are, are recording and the fact that creators are creating videos at higher quality, you know, it adds up pretty quickly. Like I, I was looking at my backup solution yesterday, and right now I'm at, you know, 17 terabytes of stuff, just backups for the past like three or four years. So it does add up pretty quickly. Let, let's dispel one myth here. You know, when it comes to pricing, and I, I know I threw out the, the $3,000 price point. And, and that, oh, that's, by the way, Mark, was that was that Canadian that was, or U.S.? That was Just, Canadian, and that was you know okay. I bought drives separately, and that that's included in the price point. But that that's a pretty high price point to start at. What price point can people start getting into Synology NASs, Kyle? Um, really, so our uh, one of our newer models that launched earlier this year is BS120J. That's part of our J series of NASs. Those are great for first-time users because they have. Uh, relatively low cost, um, and they're still powered by our disk station manager operating system for NAS, um, which is really useful for uh, first-time users. But just the NAS itself, you can get a one-bay NAS unit uh, for under $200 uh, U.S. Exactly. So, so really, I mean, with that, the, the bigger cost is going to be the, the hard drives in the long run. Um, but that's another thing, too, is, you know, 32 terabytes is a lot for, you know, most regular people. But if you're just looking, you know, we have couple photos you got a couple documents you want to back up you only need maybe five terabytes boom you can buy a five terabyte drive or whatever fits inside your budget Exactly. You know what, Kyle, I have to jump in here for a second because, you know, as we talked about off the air, I'm based in Los Angeles. Mark is based in Montreal. So we cover two continents, two two sides of the continents as well. Uh, so when we're doing the show together, we're looking at each other either on, well, now it's Zoom, but you know, it could be Skype. I wish you could see the grin that Mark has had on his face since we've been geeking out over NASA and over your company, and we have been, Marcus had this huge smile on his face. So my question is, you hear his passion for the products. You hear about his knowledge of your products. In fact, uh, you heard him going on as if I, I was ready to buy you know, $1,000, $12,000 worth of product from Mark. The question is to you, Kyle, if this whole radio career that Mark has been thriving in and with for, you know, for multiple decades suddenly goes belly up, is there a future is there a future at Synology for Marco Flalo? That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, uh, I'm pretty sure he'd have to make the move to Washington State. So I think that'd be the, uh, the first big hurdle for him. Um, but, <laughs> okay. hey, I'd be happy to put in a good word. I appreciate that. <laughs> I do appreciate that. So, you know, there you have it, guys. Uh, you know, it, it's not expensive to get into a product uh, solution like this. And I do encourage you guys to head over to Synology.com. One of the great things on your website is the uh, the RAID calculator that you can literally drag different uh, size hard drives to figure out what you need based on what your uses are. And the software experience is really definitely what sets it apart. Kyle, thank you so much for taking the time to 
join us. We're going to have to have you on again because when I do get my NAS all set up, uh, I'm sure I'm going to have questions and I'm going to take advantage of the fact that I now know you. And uh, we'll definitely talk about uh, talk about my experience down the road. That is Kyle Foster from Synology. Check out Synology.com. Thank you guys for being here. On behalf of Mitchell Whitfield, I am Marco Flalla. We will speak to you again next week here on Your Tech Report. You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, Your Tech Report. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.